It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. I'm Christiana Villegas, co-host and event planner for Marquardt Law Firm. We are here today recording this episode so that way we wouldn't be able to go on our breakfast adventure, but instead, we came with a full panel. We are interviewing Seth Walton, Ramey Greer from Ramey's Transition Services, and Cindy Morgan, Program Director at Palo Alto College for their Project Access Program. But other than having all these guests, what's the point of having Talk Law Radio, Mr. Marquardt? Thank you for asking. I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be a very exciting episode. The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, but the State Bar of Texas does not want us to give specific legal advice given some general information because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are ever-changing. Nothing provided herein should be used as a substitute for advice of competent legal counsel. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with a prayer. Of course. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us of our sins, our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Be with all Christian families, Lord, granting the strength, mutual affection, and grace to care for our friends and neighbors with disabilities. Please help Seth Walton, Ramey Greer, Cindy Morgan, Christiana, and me to give good information to the listeners today. Please help us to use the gifts and talents that you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Seth? Thank you for taking the time to come and visit with us today. Welcome. My name is Seth Walton. I'm 39 years old. I do have a disability, which is PDD, pervasive developmental disorder, a form of autism, but I do live on my own. I um, use public transportation to get around every single day from place to place. I do maintain employment, and I'm also a student at Palo Alto College in the disabilities, in the Project Access Program for Students with Disabilities, and I also work there in the Disability Support Services Office at this time as a work study. And Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Great to have you here. Uh, I just want to remind everyone that Seth used to work at Marquardt Law Firm. Yes, I did. And what was your what were some of your duties? I was a file clerk at the law firm. I organized the files and I filed the files and um I also did some research for Todd on um estate law and occasionally disability rights law as well. Right. You helped me with uh the uh some information about compassionate uh use animals, service animals. Yes. Yeah, that research was very helpful. I I talked about that a little bit on the show. Which you could find if you visit TalkLawRadio.com and find all of our previous listed episodes. Yeah, we were talking about uh, service animals and uh, companion animals. and mm-hmm. Regular animals. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what, uh, what other research do you remember doing? Um. <clears throat> I did some uh, research on estate law, mm-hmm. which was a little difficult for me because that's not an area of the law that I understand very well. 
along with research with learning how to research a state law, how I got into research was by starting out at the Bear County Law Library, where I went and researched criminal cases on my own and mm-hmm. taught myself how to do this. And I've researched criminal cases and some medical malpractice cases as well, um, including a couple of Im- eminent domain cases, but mostly criminal cases that I have researched by myself, especially death penalty cases. You had done some training or education in uh, paralegal work, though, right? Yes, I took some classes at Lamar University in Beaumont, but then they moved the program to Lamar Port Arthur, and it was just too far for my mother to be able to take me back and forth. Okay. And, Christiana, you got to work with Seth a little bit at the law firm? I did. Seth was an immense help when it came to having to make sure that files were put where they needed to be and that we could be able to locate them. There was all too often that I would have a panic attack if I couldn't find a file before Seth came along. Yeah, he was real helpful. Yeah, well, I I taught myself how to organize a lot of things on my own as well. When uh, you first started working, you brought with you Ramey Greer. Yes, uh, Ramey became my caseworker in 2016 in uh, May, and we began working together starting at the Stone Oak um, Assisted Living Center, which is in right across from Baptist Hospital, Stone Oak, where I was a volunteer. And I also worked um, with Ramey's mother, uh, Linda, who um, is here with us in the studio today, although not a guest, she's here with us today. And that's how I started. And then um, they asked me, and then Ramey knew that I needed some good organization work to do, so they approached me to reorganize the library. That took the better part of four days, but I rose to the challenge, and I put every single one of those books in order because, you know, I love organizing things. And then shortly after that, you know, we knew we needed to find more challenging work for me. And so Ramey started calling her contacts, and she got me in touch with Bear County Democratic Party. And so I went and I worked with um, Steve Huetta as well as Stephen Price of the Bear County Democratic Party. I worked with them for two months in an internship. And when that internship ended, Steve Price took me aside and said, Seth, how would you like to work with one of our state senators? This – and I said, sure. You know, I'd be up for it. And they arranged for me to go to Cafe College, which is here in San Antonio. And they help people there. It's especially – uh, cafe because they help people there enroll in college, I believe. Okay. That's what I understand. This is the day I met Senator Jose Menendez of Texas District 26, who is a big advocate for disability rights, and he has a nephew that has autism okay. as well. And I also met the lady who uh, would become probably my best friend there uh, on staff, dear sweet Maria Lopez. I wish she could be with us today. And I began working with them in January, and I got to go to the state capitol for the first time with them the very next day and watch the senator swearing-in ceremony. And I um, helped when clients would call us. You know, they're called constituents, but I would call them our clients mm-hmm. because your clients are what make your business work. Right. And I would um, – I first started – my first major event was called the Sweetheart Dance. Well, Senator Menendez hosts this every year for all of the senior citizens in his district um, as a way to, you know, show them appreciation on Valentine's Day where we do a dance. And I took a lot of messages from callers that would call in for reservations. And when the day for the dance arrived, I helped his sister pass out um, tickets for door prizes at the front door. I helped people when they arrived. And some people said, oh, you're that nice young man I talked to on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> when we made the reservations, and I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And, you know, welcome to the dance and come on in and have a good time. And um, I helped with other events as well. And starting in July of 2017, I got to go to the Capitol for the state legislative special session. Well, the special sessions, because they're during the summertime and they only last a certain number of days, And I got to meet Texas State Senate Secretary Patsy Spall, who's the secretary for the entire Senate. I got to shake hands real briefly with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. I met other senators as well. And also, I also want to point out that in 2017, while I was – before I get into that, 
I also worked with Evis Heroes, which is a, another local organization that helps people with disabilities, and I got to go up with them for Lobby Day for the first time in 2017. And um, I worked with some other people within that group that are also friends of ours, including um, Irma Canfield, who Ramey here introduced me to her as well. And um, anyway, in the summer, I got to go with them to the Capitol for what was called the State Legislative Special Session, which Governor, Lieutenant Governor, I think Patrick was the one that ordered this the special legislative session. I think the Lieutenant Governor does that. And so we had to go up there, and we had to work late into the night. And the first day we worked till 9 o'clock, and Senator Menendez says, Seth, you hadn't seen nothing yet. Be prepared. Tomorrow night you're going to be here late, late, late. And I realized the next day what he meant. But Senator Menendez, I mean, he is – he would take care of us because when I worked in that office, they treated me like a member of the family. In fact, mm-hmm. they still do. And the next day I got there at 10 a.m., with Tomas and the other interns, and he, he drove us up there. And I did not see my bed again until 3.45 the next morning, but I rose to the challenge, and I, I did it. And um, when I was with the senator's office, along with taking phone calls and greeting clients when they would come in, um, I also did – I also helped out Maria on one occasion when she had some clients come in to talk to us. And – of course, I can't mention their names because if you know confidentiality. Right. But the husband was the victim of some of the worst dental care that I've ever seen. And so what I did was I went on to the Texas Dental Board of Examiners website, which is the state agency that go- that oversees and governs all dentists and licenses and disciplines when necessary, all mm-hmm. dentists, you know, in the state of Texas, practicing dentists. And um, I found out what is professional conduct for a dentist and what is not professional conduct. And I knew my research background would help in that. So I was able to help with that. So it sounds like you've got a lot of opportunities ahead of you, Seth, that you were able to get into even with your disabilities. Yes. We're coming to a commercial break, and so we're going to transition now. Yes, so when we return from this commercial, we will get to know a little bit more about Miss Ramey Greer and Cindy Morgan, who will also share with us their experience about disability rights. So don't change that channel as we tune in back on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Don't change that channel. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana, your co-host today, and we are interviewing Seth Walton, Miss Ramey Greer, and Cindy Morgan on today's episode about disability rights. So we got to hear a lot about Seth's experience, his mostly his work experience, and the lady that helped him when he first started working at our office was Ramey Greer. Ramey, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you, Seth, for inviting me. You're welcome. Um, Ramey, will you tell us exactly how you were helping Seth at that time when he came into the office? What I remember most is I had to get Seth to sign the W-4 form, and I didn't even know if he understood what what it was. Most people don't understand (laughs) what it is. So Seth uh, and I met, like he said, 2016. We first met, and he spoke about his past experiences with um, the vocational field, which weren't very good, but we kept discussing that we were not going to talk about the past. Mm -hmm. But by him 
letting me know about the past, I, I made sure that he would not experience that anymore. Um, and I think I did a good job with that, and he would tell me. We had a very good line of communication, which sometimes with young people we don't. We have to go through their parents um, because that person is not used to advocating for himself. So it was awesome that Seth knew how to advocate for himself. He knew if something was wrong. He knew if that was not appropriate, if it was against the law. So that was awesome. We networked a lot. We talked about dressing appropriately when going out and networking um, and understanding what networking was. Any type of going anywhere was it where you were to make an impression. You know, he did networking for us um, just a few months ago, it seems like. It, it was uh, Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we? I was giving a we speech. Were at, uh, we were actually at the commander's house commander's in downtown. House. That yeah. was on Frio mm-hmm. Street. And Seth came with us, and he helped man the table. He passed out uh, little goodies and flyers. And then he did karaoke. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome, Frank Sinatra. I think I've dropped him off for karaoke with you all one time. Uh-huh. Yep, right. Sure did. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to that's share okay. that because he, you taught him how to do networking well. Yes, and that's how we met um, one of your employees at Poets Walk. Remember? Yes, uh, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. So that's how he got into this. He just thought he was going to a Christmas party, and he was wearing um, shorts that day. day. So I was not very happy with him, but I said, let's make the best of it. But he did bring his resume. He always brought his resumes that were um, professionally done, done over and over again to make them just perfect for him. And he submitted his resume to almost everyone he saw there, asked them what they did for a living, talked to them a little bit, got their business card, um, and he just did an excellent job. Um, He always wanted to include me and say that I was his instructor, his job coach, uh, and it was very nice just to see him bloom. Well, all kids need that, not just uh, young people with disabilities. That is very true. If you're tuning in right now, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're interviewing Miss Ramey Greer of Ramey's Transition Services of how she was able to help Seth Walton in his endeavors of finding employment and being able to be a functioning adult. But Ramey, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you even found yourself in that position? What made you start that program? Um, That's a very long story. (laughs) When I was younger, about 20 years ago, I did, I worked in group homes and I worked there nonstop, 24-7. I was always on call. Um, When I reached my 30s, I wanted to stop and start adopting children. So I adopted children with special needs and all kinds of challenges. Um, I was told that I cannot do overnights anymore in the group homes and have my foster children. Mm. So when I was in the group homes working with young adults, I would help them find jobs. So that was just the next step, and I will talk about what's next. And I noticed that after they were emancipated after they reached the age 18, they were pretty much just let go. Just mm-hmm. go out in the world and, you know, no supports or anything, but good luck. Goodness you know, you're not in the group home anymore. Good luck. Wow. Um, so I'm very, from a very small town, so it was scary for people. Either they went in the military, they would go to jail, but there was no, no talk at all about college or a profession. So that really got me going. So I started adopting my children, and then I actually got paid for helping people get jobs. So it was pretty simple for me because that's something I've always done. I've always been assertive. I never hear no when I know Seth wants something, Um, and his was very unique. I was going to get that for him. And that's just how, how I was made And my mom has always supported me. She's my lead instructor. She has been. She worked um, 
she would accept the students that were in the group homes, and she'd accept them coming home for Christmas, that she knew that I was going to bring a pack. Um, so just every step of the way, she has supported me. Okay, so you have your own company now. I do. And tell us what you focus on there. Um, it's a two-part program. I work one-on-one with students that are now living in their own apartment with their with their own job, and I help them with budgeting. Um, everybody's different, so everybody needs something more. Um, cleaning, making it organized, cooking, budgeting. Um, I want to say common sense, but no, it's the essential skills that... Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes we don't have because we have so much support from our parents or lack of support. Either you've been taken care of so well you don't know how to wash clothes <laughs> or you've not been taken care of and you still don't know how to wash clothes. Mm-hmm. And the importance of staying clean and shaving and um, we call those ADLs. Um, what does ADL mean? Or I'm I, trying to assisted, da- assisted daily living skills. Oh. Yeah. So. I've read on your website that you do some of these things at Poets Walk. Yes. So How does that, that work? That is in a group, and that's okay. where Miss Linda is the lead instructor. Um, we all have our degrees in autism. We got those with UNT, University of Northern Texas. So we, t- we were taught to teach others how to blend that in. So you go mm-hmm. to work, and then to some people that don't have a job yet and might not ever have a job, they work at Poets Walk with about 63 residents that have Alzheimer's and dementia. And you learn how to do everything that I've just talked about, but you're accountable for the residents. Wow. So if you see if the students take their mind off themselves, take their minds off their cell phones and are working just with the residents, it just gives everybody a sense of accomplishment, a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for someone. Um, we have students now as early as seven years old. And Miss Linda will have them serve like the Martha Stewart style. She'll have them decorate just like <laughs> it's an event every every weekend or whenever we have our camps. Uh, and she just really makes everybody a family and when we go in there it's it's like my second home and the residents will look forward to the students coming so if someone's listening to this right now and they finally found this opportunity to help their own child how can they get in touch with you um on my website and i'm sorry i didn't bring any cards but behind that little poster thing is uh my email and my phone number it reads here that her phone number is 210-844-5988 or visit www.ramey.net. That's R-A-E like Edgar, M like mother, E like Edgar dot net. Yes, ma'am. And you have something coming up, right? Um, we have our camps on the weekends where we are doing adopting a grandparent so i have all abilities now we have uh, girl scouts boy scouts um just different people earning their community hours i have an intern that is studying to get her degree actually in adhd so she'll come and i think she has a few hundred hours to get that degree so i offer that community service hours and interning where you'll have one-on-one Um, individuals that you're helping with the ADHD. And I have that on weekends from 1 to 5, Saturday and Sunday. And then I have my camp coming up. I'm happy you have that. Um, Let's see. Where's my camp? Oh, oh, my camp is 27th, 28th, and 29th from 10 to 2. Do you still have um, slots available? I do. I had a sponsor that, that... paid for four students so i'm always accepting sponsorships because we're for profit i often do stipends or what you can afford or my regular charge is uh, ten dollars an hour so it's pretty 
pretty reasonable compared to all the other camps, like mm-hmm. a gymnastic camp or a karate camp or something of that oh, nature. Yeah. Um, so I try to make it work for everyone. Right now I'm also focused on Texas grandparents raising grandchildren. Okay. So I've gone, given a lot of my slots to them right now. So the website, again, is www.ramy.net. Ramy is spelled R-A-E like Edgar, M like mother, E like Edgar, dot net. Visit her website if you want to find out what activities you can participate or how you can be a sponsor for someone with disabilities. Find resources for your family members. But we still have so much more to uncover, don't we, Todd? Yes, we need to talk about opportunities for education. So if you are going to take a small break, we will return after this commercial here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Stay tuned. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marcourt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Viegas, and we are here today with Seth Walton, Ramey Greer, and Cindy Morgan on the topic of disability rights. We were able to interview Seth about his experience and opportunities that he was able to find even being a disabled person. And Ramey was sharing with us about the different services that she has available and what her passion was that drew her to be in Seth's life. Now, we are here with Cindy Morgan. Well, we're going to ask Seth first uh, what his experience is with education following his employment with Marquardt Law Firm. He went back to school or continued with school. Why don't you tell us some more about that? After you left the law firm, you were focused on school. Uh, Certainly. Uh, Actually, I started with Palo Alto College before I came to the law firm. Okay. Uh, Centerman in his office. And see, my mother had started doing some, some research because she wanted me to take some classes and get more education. Now, prior to this, I was like some people who felt like, oh, I don't know if I need more education or not. But, you know, I began to think, you know, how could this hurt? And along with my mother, and I think she did some research and she found out about this program, and I think she called you, Cindy, um, about this. Along with that, as I mentioned earlier, the senator's office, they, tr- they treat me like a member of the family. Uh, Senator Menendez and Tomas Loraldi, who is his chief of staff, they were like fathers to me of sorts. And they, along with the other people I work there in the office, they're like, Seth, you need to go back to school. You need these classes. And so that's when they started the process, the center's office, of getting me enrolled at Palo Alto College. And I was having some trouble at first. I called Tomas Loraldi, and he said, no problem, Seth. You leave that to us. We're going to call them, and we're going to push this through. We'll call our people up there. And it didn't take long, and I started in the fall of 2017 with my first class, which is um, SDEV, or what's known as a – is that student development? Basically, yes. But, yeah, yes. Foundations for College Learning. And this was Dr. Rosenbrano, and I consider her one of the best professors up there I had. And what other classes did you take? Um, I also took um, a math class. I took um, job typing class. I took a job skills um, class. Um, I recently took uh, I took a records management class. I've taken uh, let me see what else. <laughs> I took um, records and information, business math, search skills, business English, uh, administrative office procedures one, foundations for college learning, beginning keyboarding. I'm going backwards. <laughs> Sorry oh, about a little that. bit about everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've earned I think three certificates so far, and I'm about to earn my fourth, which is the big one when I graduate in May, when I complete the uh, Project Access um, program. And Dr. Zambrano was the one that changed my mind, and she knows how to educate people to convince them, yes, you do need a college education, she said, because she told us in class that she talks to a lot of young people these days who feel like, well, I don't need to go to college. I don't need a college education. High school is enough. High school is just the first step to get to be more successful in life. You've got to go to college. It's important. And 
to discuss more about how important college is, I would like to turn the mic over this time to Cindy Morgan. That's great. That was a great transition. Terrific. He's made for radio. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. You're welcome. uh, Yes, my name is Cindy Morgan. I'm senior coordinator at Palo Alto College. And um, I've been in this role since uh, August of 2014, um, helping students receive accommodations once they self-disclose to the college that um, I provide them reasonable accommodations for their classes. Okay, slow down. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's interesting to me that they have to self-disclose. Well, what's that all about? Okay, so when students are within the regular um, K through 12 school, the counselors are there that help them along every year um, once they have a diagnosis. So the counselors handle everything as far as ensuring that students receive those accommodations there, modifications also. Once they get out of high school and they come to the college, they ha- it's their responsibility to self-disclose. We do try to communicate with counselors, le- reminding them to remind the students to do so because um, once they come to the college, if they just go into classes and don't, identify that they have a need, they're not going to receive those accommodations. So we advertise through uh, new student orientations as well at the college. Um, I attend transition fairs at high schools to also get the word out. So there's plenty of ways we uh, let students know that there are resources on campus. And the big one for them is some kind of accommodation for the classroom. How did you get interested in this type of work? I sort of lucked into that. (laughs) I was actually at the college already um, in a different department, and um, it was called Gateway to College back then, and that program closed down because of the um, start of early college high schools, and that was something that was happening on campus. So um, thankfully, um, my administration, there was a realignment within the college, and I had the opportunity to transition into the disability office. And um, it's been an eye-opening experience ever since. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, um, that same fall, um, the conversation was started about there is a need within the city of San Antonio to help these uh, underserved population of students with intellectual disabilities to receive some kind of education. So um, that was the start of the um, the long process of investigating what is it we need to do and and. Um, So we did a site visit at another college and came back and just talked with college administrators, faculty, other staff to try and form this program, which we termed um, Project Access, and it was launched in fall of 2016. As Seth had mentioned, that was our cohort one. We took the whole year to kind of make sure that we had everything in place properly, uh, did lessons learned, and then we brought in our second cohort in fall of 2017. And since then, every fall and spring, we bring in a new cohort of students. So this fall, we just brought in cohort six, and in spring, I'm um, working on bringing cohort seven. So what does that mean, cohort? So cohort is a term. Um, it's it's bringing in um, like max of ten students, um, like-minded, you know, varying similar ages, uh, similar disabilities, um, and they can basically kind of go through the the um, the semesters to earn the certificate. Um, together, so okay. they take the same classes together. So they're not mainstreamed as they would, you know, in, in regular college classes mm-hmm. or in high school. Um, they're brought together, and we feel that um, success has sh- it's shown the um, the statistics have shown that they are more successful this way because they they can form friendships and um, kind of um, build each other up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and help each other with the the coursework. So it's been very successful for them to be together. And it's also helpful for the instructors because trying to um, instruct a class of his cohort was actually, we were um, a little ambitious then. We doubled enrollment, so we brought in 14 when he came in. The instructors felt that 10 was a more manageable number for this, for them mm-hmm. to be able to teach the students. And so okay. that's what we maintained. So what is the process in order to sign up in this program? How did they get in touch with you in- uh, independently. Good question. So I, I can't remember how Seth heard about us, but um, definitely um, visit us at uh, Palo Alto College. Um, our website is www.alamo.edu. Um, again, I'm in the disability office. My office number is 210-486-3020. And um, as I stated, we do bring in students every fall and spring semester. So in April and October, 
we have open house events where interested people can come hear more about the program. And uh, that's when we start the application process for the following semester. And basically the criteria for students to get in, um, they do need to have the documented intellectual disability. They need to have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The reading level for them to be able to comprehend the materials, it, we would like it to be between fourth and sixth grade level. And then, of course, be verbal because communicating with the, the other in, students in the class as well as the instructors is very important for them to get through the content. And um, so once they do that and then they self-identify that they would like to be um, go through the interview process, we have an interview first with myself and the instructors so we can get an idea of how committed are they, is it a good fit for the students into the program as well as the program for the student. Um, and then after the interview, then if we feel that that student would be a good fit, we have them go do the next step, which is take the TSI exam. Um, that's basically the entrance exam to the college. It's Texas Success Initiative. And that basically helps identify their reading level. Um, it tests in three areas. It's reading, writing, and math. And um, again, that does help. Now, it doesn't always have to be between that fourth and sixth grade level, and that's the reason why we do that interview, so that we can find out. We've got some students that have that cognitive ability, can handle a conversation, and are very intelligent. Maybe their reading level isn't quite where we need it to be, but we have supports that can help them with that as well. Um, so, And then basically I take all this information, we put it into a rubric, and figure out if that student, um, we, we choose the top ten to be successful every semester. What are some other intellectual disabilities that students have had that were successful in your program? Um, besides autism, of course, um, Down syndrome, um, cerebral palsy. Um, those are probably been the predominant uh, disabilities. Okay. okay. And a new student walks into your office. How do you get them started? For the whole process? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, just whether I get walk-ins or phone calls to the same thing, depending on the time of the year. Um, I'll let them, you know, give information about uh, the program and um, try to get their emails so that I can email out flyers and then let them know if they want to hear more information about when those open house events are. That's really good. I, I do get some people that would like to come to a, a campus tour. Campus tours are welcome through the Welcome Center, but for our program, because the classes are typically like two days a week, I don't always have that availability for students to just go walking into the class. So open house works best. Well, then, if you are channel surfing, we are about to break for commercial, but we still have another segment to come back with Cindy Morgan, Rainey Greer, and Seth Walton on this episode about disability rights. If you missed the first two segments, you can contact Rainey at www.rainey.net. That's R-A-E like Edgar, M like mother, E like Edgar, dot net. If you need help with your disabled loved one who needs to find work or be able to transition, and then www.alamo.edu to contact Cindy Morgan for the Project Access Program. But we are here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Don't change that channel. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Viegas, and we're here today with Seth Walton, Rainey Greer, and Cindy Morgan on today's episode of Disability Rights. Seth, you remember while working at Marquardt Law Firm that we do last wills, living trusts, and estate plans. 
So here at Talk Law Radio, we like to ask our guests about their legacy. What would you like your legacy to be? That anyone with a disability can do anything they put their mind to, and they can be a success if given the chance. And so you, you've seen people with all types of disabilities doing all types of professions, and that's what yes, you Yes, sir. Mean. Yes, okay. sir. Good. Okay, Cindy, I'm going to ask you next so that we can move the microphone for uh, Ramey. Um, what would you think you want your legacy to be? Well, currently, since I'm working in the disability office and with this program, Project Access, I feel so blessed to be meeting these individuals. Um, they've opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities. Um, the best thing I, I like is when I meet with their parents or guardians and get to hear about the changes in them. Um, so the more I can help provide anything within my job um, to help these students realize their full potential, um, that's the best feeling in the world for me. And they'll remember you. Seth has. Yes. (laughs) I have formed some really wonderful friendships with these young people. And it's funny because, you know, he he divulged his age earlier, but I remember something from the initial phone call when he asked me about the program. He's like, but I'm this age, you know, is it, can I get in? And I'm like, yeah, we don't, we do not restrict anybody. It doesn't matter what age, you know, just because there might be a disability involved, we help everyone. So Okay. And Ramey, what would you say your legacy is going to be? Um, because I now have my own business, I would like to leave my business and my mission and all of my thought processes to my children. Whichever child would like to have it out of five, I want them to run the company. Um, my mom has a little of her mom in her. I hope I have a lot of my mom in me. And now I would like my children to also be givers and not takers. And I'm hoping that I'm role modeling that for several people. Well, it sounds like all that's left to do is put that on paper. Isn't that what Marquardt Law Firm does? Yes. uh, I help a a lot of people who have uh, children that have special needs, especially if their their children are not going to be able to uh, save a big retirement and have a big pension like uh, a lot of other people. And you can basically design your own pension with uh, trusts and legal planning so that the assets that you leave can provide an income for that uh, child who happens to be uh, living with disability or challenges. And the most important reason why somebody would want to do this is if uh, their child qualifies for some government benefit. If it's a means-tested benefit like SSI or Medicaid, you don't want the inheritance that you leave to cause that person to be disqualified from their government benefits because then the money would just be spent faster. Most of the time, it's that Medicaid benefit that covers health care and medical care that's the most important, and the the SSI benefit is just a, a drop in the bucket, money that just pays for the bare minimum, like housing and food. So the inheritance that can be left would pay for everything else, like education, enrichment, and entertainment. And you know we can fit a lot of different things under those categories, like transportation, like mobile phones, like cell service, like auto insurance, and uh, like trips. So... um, Having a will professionally custom drafted and crafted by an attorney who focuses on estate planning and elder law and disability law is important. Or setting up a living trust or a standalone supplemental needs trust or, or special needs trust uh, is the way to go. So with as many options as you listed that's available for estate planning, what are the most frequently asked questions that parents are asking you? That's a great question. Most parents who have a family member with uh, challenges and special needs, they don't even know what questions to ask. And so 
uh, through my discovery process, through our conversation, through the questionnaire, I ask them, do you have a loved one who you take care of? And and then they'll tell me about a, a child or family member with special needs, and then I will educate them and inform them about how estate planning can be used to help their loved one if the person talking to me, my client, suffers some uh, disability, incapacity, or death. A lot of times, all they're thinking about is, what happens if I pass away? Well, it's equally challenging to take care of somebody if you're incapacitated. And so there's additional planning that needs to be done so that you can put down on paper how you want your money to be spent if you're incapacitated. Most of the time, people walk in and they say, uh, I've got a power of attorney and my loved one is disabled. What do I do next? Well, the power of attorney is just a permission slip that says somebody has authority to write checks and do banking and lots of other uh, business and, and contractual matters. It doesn't say what you're supposed to do or what you can do or what you should do. The way that I help people the most nowadays is by helping them with a a trust that includes the take care of clause. It says how you want your money to be spent for taking care of other people because a lot of times they don't. They're, wor- they're so worried about making sure that the incapacitated person is taken care of. If they were taking care of anybody else, they're just cut off. And, th- and that could be a disaster for children, for other family members that happen to be disabled. Uh, some people taking care of their elderly parents, they need a take care of clause that says, just because I'm disabled or incapacitated doesn't mean that you should cut off my parents or cut off my children or cut off my nieces and nephews. We have to write something specific that says, yes, I want you to spend my money to take care of them. And yes, it will be challenging to do budgeting for me and for them so that there's enough for all of us. And it it depends on how wealthy the person happens to be. Well, then fortunately, tax season should be coming up pretty soon since this episode is starting in the new year. Why don't you start by getting an appointment ready with Marquardt Law Firm? Visit MarquardtLawFirm.com, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D like David, T like Tango, LawFirm.com. We have all of these resources available from estate planning, education, finding a job, how amazing is it that we can have this podcast available to be able to educate everyone about this? Yes, I'm so happy that all of you were able to come, Cindy and Ramey and Seth. We want to get the word out, especially Seth. <laughs> Seth uh, is a big advocate for people in the community who have special challenges. He he wants to get the word out that there's resources for helping people to learn as much as he has. Yes, uh, that is very important. And, you know, we have resources here uh, in this community, you know, that can help others with a disability so that they can make success of their life. And most recently, we, we talked about your work at the law firm and your work in other places and your education. Now you're doing work-study at the college, right? Yes, sir. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I took this opportunity because um, it provided me more learning opportunities. And uh, and um, anyway, um, I think Cindy had wanted to bring me on board for some time, and now she finally had the chance. And uh, what I do is... When clients come in to see us, I, you know, have them come in and sit down, and then um, sometimes I'll go and inform Cindy that they are that they are here. I will take calls from clients when they call us and um, get the information 
and then uh, either pass that on to Cindy or if she's not available at the moment, take a message for her. What is your goal for the future? I want to work the most, you know, in the legal field, but mostly in the legislative branch because I want to work in the Texas State Capitol again because I loved working in that building in Austin so much. You know, this past year I've been up there uh, for assignments five times. I want to advocate more for people with disabilities, not just at the state level, but also at the federal level in Washington, D.C. If you know somebody who can help Seth reach his goal of working at the state capitol or advocating for uh, people with challenges and disabilities and special needs in Washington, D.C., give us a call at Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278, and we will pass your message along. Wouldn't that be great, Seth? Yes, it would be, and I'm so proud to be here today with... um my fellow guests here today, and I, I'm so proud to, to be able to do this today. I was nervous, you know, this weekend, but, you know, I knew I would do a good job. Well, and it was have. amazing to yeah. have all of you with us. So as we close out this show, we thank you for tuning in. If you need any help of any of these resources, you can contact Ramey Greer at www.ra. E like Edgar, M like mother, E like Edgar.net. Contact Cindy Morgan for education at www.alamo.edu or don't procrastinate with your estate plan by visiting marcourtlawfirm.com. Even enter in a tip for Seth if you want to help him with his endeavors getting back to DC. Yeah, they can uh, just <coughs> chat with our online chatting service and leave us a message that way. But you can also return next Saturday at 11 o'clock back on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt.